0: What's going on, everybody? This is Early Jackson. I'm E3. And this is The Outlier Show, the new podcast from Father and Son Creative, sharing their perspectives on pop culture topics.
1: No, no subject, subject is,
0: taboo. is taboo. All right, so we, we're going to really dig into one that I think uh, should impact people. Right. We The title of this uh, episode is It's Getting Hot in Here. Yeah, I like that. And we're talking about anger. Mm-hmm. And the in here that we're referring to is inside you, right? So let's start off with talking about what kind of angry person we are, right? I know no two people are like when it comes to their anger. No, 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 absolutely not. Some people um, are exploders. They're like yeah. a soda that you shake up. You mm. cut them off in traffic. Blah blah blah. You know <laughs> they're coming at you. Um, other people kind of have a short fuse. Yeah. Other people it takes longer. Um, I can say for me personally, I think I'm more of a smolderer. Okay. Like coals, you know? Yeah. They, once you burn, they burn, but mm-hmm. then you think the fire's out, but if you bump up against it, it's still a it's little gone. warm. It's hot, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, you know, what, what kind of angry person are you three? I think I'm that, I well, I know I'm
1: the type of person where it takes a lot to get me really mad because mm-hmm. I'll let stuff just sit, and it'll sit, and it's like the heat is hitting the top of the... Uh, of the bottle. Mm-hmm. And eventually that bottle's going
0: to pop. I have seen, um it's been a long time, but yeah. I've seen, and, and what's funny about, what, what's funny about our three y'all that y'all don't know, and maybe you do know us, is we favor, like we, people say we look alike. Yeah. A lot. And in some respects we have some of the same emotional qualities.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Our EQ is very similar to each other. Yeah. When I get to the point where I'm angry beyond, beyond, uh, uh, description, tears form up. Yeah. And what, what used to hurt me about that is that when I was about to fight or get into a, a altercation, my eyes were well up and, and people, was, and people like, oh, see, you, you either scared, either. you a punk, you scared. Uh-huh. And I'm like, dude, I'm crying. Cause I'm about to kill you. Same. You know? So <laughs> yeah, I can't, um, I think that when when I look at the concept of anger And you know we do look at things um, I like to look at all kinds of perspectives From the Bible actually In the book Mm -hmm. of Proverbs And Proverbs is just really a book of collective writings on wisdom In uh, chapter 15 It says a hot tempered person Stirs up conflict But the one who is patient Calms down a fight
1: Mm.
0: A hot tempered person Stirs up conflict and I, I want you to ask yourself if the, the narrative that you tell yourself or you live out with your where your anger is concerned, how is that affecting your life? Right. Um, I've heard some dumb stories about people who got into arguments with people at work mm-hmm. where they could have walked away and lost their job. And I ask people, do you want to be right or do you want to go home? Right. You know, <laughs> sometimes at the expense of being quote unquote right. It's better to seek peace Another proverb that I, proverb that I like I think it's um, 15 and 1 actually That says soft answers Turn, turn away or strife wrath. Or wrath yeah. Yeah. So sometimes when somebody's coming at you Blah 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 That's the time for you to take a step out of yourself mm-hmm. And look at it and, and say you know what I'm not going to respond like that I'm going to be peaceful in my response Right Because and, and let me ask you this What do you think we lose When we choose peace over anger I don't think you lose anything. What, what do you think? What do we
1: think we're losing? Though? We're losing. I think we think we're losing the fight, so to speak. Mm-hmm. We think we're losing the chance to tell somebody what it is, this, that, and the third. We think we I, I know I've thought um, I would lose
0: the chance to prove a point. Mm. So, so would it be safe to say that pride, ego, and anger... Kind of all live in the same nest. Yeah, they go hand in hand when it comes to situations like that. Wow. So, so these are the triplets of, <laughs> of incredible failure in our yes. lives. Pride, which is that that component of our life that says I'm right and I'm right at your expense. Mm-hmm. Ego is is the is is our god. Yeah, ego is your—it's—it's it's a god that we idolize. Our image, our our reputation, what people perceive about us, which right. we really don't have a damn thing to do with. What we think about ourselves, even though as outlandish it may be, mm-hmm. we still believe that to be true. Wow. And then anger, of course, is that is is it, I, I don't want to say anger is toxic because there is a there is a a righteous anger. There's a yeah. I'm angry when I see kids that are being failed by a school system and they're illiterate. I'm angry when I see veterans who serve their country and, and there's no outlet for them to get assistance. Or I'm angry when I see
1: innocent black teenagers and black just black people being killed for no reason.
0: Right. And and, and that anger is fine. It's the um it's what we do with our anger. Yeah.
1: The- be, there's one scripture I, that I know, be angry. There's
0: one scripture. That I know very well, let me say a, that. Okay, so all these scriptures this boy that <laughs> grew up around is one he know. Okay, I, one the, I know very well. Mess be angry, touch. but
1: sin not. Wow, now what does that speak to you? That says you're allowed to be angry. We've had this conversation before as well. You're allowed to be angry, but what your actions mm-hmm. after, after that anger mm-hmm. determine whether... You're living righteous or not. Mm. Go a little bit deeper into that. So I can be upset if if my say my boss uh spoke to me some type of way. I mm-hmm. can be upset. Or I can be upset and say something to her out of out of pocket. Mm-hmm. Say something back to her, like, I don't know who you think you're talking to, but it sure ain't me. hmm
0: you didn't try me. To, you you got the wrong one. You know, you Yeah, I'm not one of your up. little
1: kids. I don't know who you think you're going to talk to yeah, like that. Yeah. I can just be I can be upset about it and I can go on about my day. Mm-hmm. Or I can also be upset about it and tell
0: everybody at work about it and tell her and tell them what I wanted to say. You, you remember one time, I think I don't know where we were going, but it was a Saturday morning, you and I were together. We we were going to do a little quick shoot, little photo shoot mm-hmm. um out in Ghent. Yeah. Yeah, the cemetery and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we were talking, we were yapping, there was something going on personally, family-wise, so we were engrossed in that conversation. And I you remember I drifted over into this guy's lane. Yeah. And then so I was like, oh, and anybody knows me, I drive like an old lady on Sunday. I'm like, oh sorry, you go ahead, you go. You know, I'm always letting people go for me. Very true. I, I'm not a speeder, you know, I don't really ain't know I ain't in a rush to get nowhere really. Um, so I waved this guy on, like, I'm sorry, go ahead. But uh, apparently from his perspective, my wave was something else. Right. Dude started coming up on us and Mm -hmm. he followed us for blocks trying to get next to us. And then finally we turned and he was like sitting there like looking stupid. And when I, I think when I see people that do that, I wonder how long did I have access to their mind? And, and, Far after the situation Right, because whenever you give someone a spate Now think about this Your, your brain is a thousand square foot Let's just, I'm just making up a number a thousand mm-hmm. square foot And every infraction that somebody has in your life Takes up a certain amount of square footage Depending right. on what they did mm-hmm. So the question And depending we, on how long you held on to it Right, well that's what I'm getting at Because if if I let you live here For the next four hours that space that I wasn't able to use for something else. Yeah. And I've seen people, um, you know, come to work mad. Mm-hmm. Now, you're dealing customer service <laughs> on a daily basis. I know oh. you've got some crazy stories of people that... And you're looking at them like, I didn't do nothing to you. It's 9 o'clock in the morning. Why are you mad at me?
1: Yeah, I've had a lady who um, had tried to file a complaint against me. Mm-hmm. But I was nothing but cordial to her. I was not, I kept it business professional, eh? And I was I was respectful. I mm-hmm. said, "Ma'am, I don't know what's going on with the system, but if you give me some time, I can work it through, and then we'll get we'll, we'll get you on your way, and we'll get the, we'll get all this uh, figured out for you." Mm-hmm. So I guess she didn't like what I had to say. I guess she didn't like that I couldn't fix it on the spot, so she got upset. <laughs> and I said, "All right, ma'am, you have a good you have a good rest of your day." And then she was just
0: nasty. Think about how much energy that takes. Yeah. Because I know, and I'm not trying to put nobody on front street, but some of y'all listening to this podcast, you're nasty. you straighten. straight. I mean, I, I, I love you, but you straighten. straight. Like people, when you're not in the room, people say, Lord, here she come when you or here he come when he walk in because you're habitually nasty. And what do you do when you go back
1: around that same person again? Because that lady comes into the store almost every day now and she passes by me at customer service, but keeps her head down and keeps walking.
0: So she knows she acted out. And now you got, that's that pride. So pride, ego, and anger, they're, they're this 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 triplet, uh, this trifecta of foolishness in our lives yeah. that can really mess us up. Because now once you done acted out and you didn't showed your tail, as my mom would say, <laughs> now you got to be around that person. And if you don't have the wherewithal to get step out of yourself and get it right... Mm-hmm. Then you have to constantly live in a, in perpetual anger. Right. I know people right now, man. That if I bring up a certain person's name, their whole face contorts. <laughs> they get frustrated. They they can tell you what that person did to them, even though it was 15 years ago, like it happened 15 minutes ago.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's sad because we hold on, we hold on to stuff like that. But then that internal it doesn't do anything but internally mess us up. Mm. And sometimes
0: we can, and that can physically mess us up as well. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm a documentary junkie and it's amazing the, the linkage that, um, the medical world has made to toxic anger mm-hmm. and certain cancers, Wow. illness, um, back spasms. Um, Cause we're, I mean, if we talk about we're spirits who have a body so we're not, we don't have a spirit. We are literally spirit beings mm-hmm. living in a body, living out an experience. So if, and and that spirit is, if it's energy, mm-hmm. that, that because, you know, I mean, if, and it's all, to me, it's all biblical because in the beginning, the uh, spirit of God moved over the face of the earth. Right. And, and that movement, that vibration uh, caused God to speak the world into existence. Right. So he spoke us into existence. So that means that we have God nature in us, right? If we come from God, God is a spirit, right? So, so when a when a dog has a baby, it's a puppy. Mm-hmm. When a cat has a baby, it's a kitten. Mm-hmm. When God has a baby, it's a human, right? And so, a since little G. a little G, yeah. <laughs> so, since we have this energy, when we allow. Because I don't believe that. Oh, see what y'all made me do? Y'all made me get beside myself. No. That's bull. Yeah, you. you That's an make, excuse. It's an excuse. You are living out your story based on how you decide to. So if we allow someone to disturb that energy in us, that we take that vibration into mm-hmm. every room we walk in. There's an issue. There's an issue. Because now, instead of wiping your feet, when you walk in, you, you you're track tracking in. mud, mud from yesterday or from, yeah. from, from your from fight. years
1: ago. Exactly. People who, who are holding on to, oh, yeah, I fought him when I was in middle school. Why? why? Why are you still bringing that up? You're 32.
0: <laughs> you're 32, and that's your story. Now, you know, that's a saying. We we go through a lot around yeah. here. Well, um, I think that life... You are, we are living life to the degree of the story we tell ourselves. Mm. So if the story we tell ourselves is everybody's out to get us, everybody is trying to hurt us, everybody's angering us, everybody is trying to work to stop us. Mm-hmm. That creates this negative force on the inside of us. Right. And, and it disturbs me when I hear people say, I need haters. I need folk to tell me I can't do it so I can do it. You don't need haters. You need better friends. Yeah, (laughs) if you think that's motivational, imagine five people in your life texting you throughout the day saying, "Hey, man, I just had you in my mind. I believe you can do anything today." Yeah, man, I know last week was tough, but guess what? You took a L, but the day you bounced back, right? And that, to me, I don't want the I don't even want to use anger to my advantage. You know, I don't want to I don't want to be that that proverbial. I'm I'm gonna prove my haters wrong. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna prove the people that love me right. Yeah, I'm gonna prove them.
1: I'm gonna prove that that I'm not a waste of their time and investment. Exactly.
0: So, talk. When was the last time you you like lost it to the point where you were so angry you had to go back and try to fix it?
1: Well, what you had started to talk about earlier in this episode. Okay. When you saw me completely go off. Okay, with with your sibling. Yes. Okay. And immediately I tried to fix it. I ain't know. I, I still don't know if there's any reconciliation about that, but that wouldn't be the first time a situation like that has happened with my sibling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like for some reason, family can get... Well, I know why, but family can get me to a certain level of anger that nobody as close to me can. Why do you think that is? Because they know which buttons to push. They know what makes you tick, more than more than the people on the outside of your
0: circle. So proximity creates opportunity, Mm -hmm. and it creates vulnerability. Mm, Okay, so with that in mind, I mean, we since we knee deep in it, what what have you done to safeguard that kind of that explosive nature that you know is there? I, have moved, I move myself from situations
1: like that. I remove myself. Um, I, rem- I haven't contacted those people as much. Um, I keep in contact with the people who I know are gonna tell me when I mess up, who are gonna have my back, but they're not gonna put it in my face.
0: But let's say, let's flip the switch a little bit. Let's say that that situation invades your space. What are some things now you think? that are different that can keep you from going to 0 to 100 real quick? My thinking my
1: thought process is definitely different from when I first came down Um, I don't react to certain situations like I used to Mm -hmm. even if somebody um, does me wrong my first first initial thought isn't what can I do to to get back at them or to prove I'm right in the situation Mm -hmm. what can I do to to make them feel the way they made me feel. Mm. That's not my thought process anymore. My thought process is, is I feel like it's more because of our conversations about, okay, so what's going on with them that they would want to do that to me? Wow. What would be the reason that they they would come at me so
0: sideways? I wonder how they're like, what their day's been like. That's a dangerous thought process right there, because how do you affect a man? Who decides I'm not gonna give you the response you want. Yeah. Like it almost makes you untouchable. You can't you can't do anything to that person. Right. It, something they you do something to them and they go, man, you must really be messed up. That one, the fact that you would treat me like that means that there's such a deficiency in your life. I'm praying, I'm worried about you. Yeah. I'm hoping you get better. Mm-hmm. I think for me, and this may sound weird, but in my 40s, now that I'm in my later 40s. I remember ter- going into my early forties. I decided, as long as the people that matter know, I don't have to prove anything. Right. Because most of if you think, about, most of anger is a response to how can I put it? It's a response that we feel like we have to defend ourselves. Right. Uh, Jay Z in, in his um he did a uh, a live interview with um the uh, New York Times. Mm-hmm. And they asked him about what was one of the significant things that he learned about growing up in the projects. Mm -hmm. And and hear this for folks, for folks that didn't grow up in the projects, it's not a myth. There is a whole subculture of lifestyle that happens in the confines of the projects that you don't know if you've never lived in there. Right. So he said that 80 percent of the fights that he remembers started like this. Yo, what you looking at? You looking at me? Why are you looking at me? I've seen fights happen in clubs. Mm-hmm. I've seen people walk past somebody. We were just standing in the hallway doing something illicit and somebody walked by and said, Yo, what you looking at? And I never understood it until Jay-Z broke it down. Because people that are in poverty-stricken situations, there's a lot of shame.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And when you're when you when you're battling and navigating the, the trenches of shame the last thing you want is for someone to see you like that. Right. So what, what the thug is really saying is like, yo, what you looking at is you don't see me hurting, do you? Mm-hmm. I'll prove to you that I'm not hurting because I'll fight you. Right. Don't look at me. What you looking at? You looking at me? What he's asking is or what she's asking is really, you don't see the real me, do you? And if you do, please don't tell anybody. Right. So all those things, again, we said that trio, ego, ego, Anger, ego, pride and anger all are functioning together to keep you down. And I think there's
1: a fourth we can talk about. What's that? Fear. Fear. Fear Fear of Fear of being found out. Like just what you just said.
0: (laughs) The imposter syndrome. Yeah. Fear of being found out. Fear of being fear that you'll find out I'm not as strong as I'm pretending I am. Fear of being denied. That's the guy with the with the Confederate flag stickers. Uh, shout out to our listeners in the South. But that's the guy, you know, in the big four by four with the gun racked and the Confederate sticker slapped on the back. That's, you know, driving very aggressively. Mm-hmm. Like, get out of my way, man. He's uh, all that's a facade. It's bravado. Mm-hmm. You get that person. You strip them down to the bare, to the bare necessities of their being. And there's somebody in there that's afraid. Yeah, I, I was talking to a guy who I know is, and people say, all oh, racism doesn't exist. There's no such thing as a racist. Nah, <laughs> you ain't black. I know it <laughs> is. But anyway, um, I was talking to a guy who I know is, um, extremely racist, and he's cool with you know with his opinion. He thinks it's humor, but it's 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 racism. And what when I when I talked to him, what I found out was even. Someone with that characteristic flaw mm. needs love the more, even more. Right. Because what his fear is, this world is changing and I no longer have any control of it. Look at the clan. This world is changing and we're going to do something about it. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about angle, let's kind of go full circle with it. So you added a fourth in there. Um... I didn't have no fancy saying for a fourth. I had the trio. <laughs> I had the trifecta. I don't know what to say about the, the quad. Four. But, okay, the plus the plus one. The trio plus one. The trio plus one, the quad or whatever. <laughs> um, ego, pride, anger, and fear. Right. All are congregating together. And that's what's conspiring to keep people down. Yeah, and keep people in that state of constant anger
1: and it's not even like I was angry about this yesterday. I was calm today. But if I'm angry tomorrow, that's something else. No, it's I'm angry from something that happened when I was 10 and I've carried that and then every time I was angry, it added on to that. Yep. So I'm so I'm 35 pissed how, off at the
0: world and how much square footage is left in your in your mind? Probably zero because you've been giving blocks and blocks of it to something else. Yeah. How crazy that, that I mean, since we didn't, we kind of went biblical for a minute there. Mm-hmm. There's another one uh, that talks about um, the fact that a person that doesn't have any control over their own emotions or their spirit is like a city without walls. There, now what does that mean? You're susceptible to the attack. A, a city with no walls. You you've seen Game of Thrones. Yeah. If you ain't got no walls, you ain't. They gonna get you. They are gonna take everything you've got. Everything comes rushing in. So. Mm-hmm the next time you feel like you want to give vent to anger in a negative way mm-hmm. remember every time you do that you're leaving a drawbridge down right and more stuff can get in and invade space mm-hmm. uh when you, when you was talking about when last time you you spazzed out um I've had a couple of interesting ones mm-hmm. um one happened at a gas station where I spazzed out on this guy and it was over it was because I was late. Leaving Philadelphia to try to get to New York, mm-hmm. and you always gonna hit traffic when you go on the um, turnpike, of course. And I snapped. But another time, um, I was going through some stuff as a man, and I think this is an important story to tell. Uh, and you know me, I'm a very, I'm a creature of habit, so I right. kind of do the same thing. And anytime there's a variation to my schedule, it kind of throws me off a little bit. Mm-hmm. So um, in the morning, when I fix my coffee, I usually take out the pills that I take in the morning, mm-hmm. put them on the counter, kitchen counter. So this morning, something happened. I ended up rushing out. I get to the door, the door's open. Sharice from the back of the room says, Don't leave that medicine on the counter. Go ahead and take it. And I spazzed. I don't know what happened. I said, You ain't my mom? I don't need nobody to tell me what to do. I need a wife, not a mother. And slammed the door. And then I got in the car, and I thought about. It, I said, "Okay, so somebody was just trying to help you remember to take your cholesterol medicine, dummy." Mm-hmm. You know. So when I came back in to apologize, she said, "Well, just die. Don't take the medicine. Just." Die. <laughs> Sound like mama. <laughs> and um, and it was embarrassing, but I couldn't even leave to go to work without coming back and got, trying to make that right because I responded not to her. But to some feelings of inadequacy, right? And I felt like at the time the world—I just felt like I was being bullied by circumstances. Mm-hmm. So what do we do? We lash out at the one thing we think we have control of, right? And that's usually how the relationships closest to us suffer. Exactly, and it's—it's
1: it's sad that relation that we use, we justify our anger because of the situation, mm-hmm. and sometimes we'll. Lash out on certain people and situations because of something that happened earlier throughout the day, without giving anybody context or clues to what we were, how we were feeling throughout the day.
0: Mm-hmm. So what I've learned now is instead of asking people, "What's wrong with you?" I go, "What happened today?" Yeah. And what it does is it dis because everybody's expecting because when I ask you, "What's wrong with you?" I just now. I just told you you were wrong. Mm-hmm. I just judged you. Told you there was you have, you have a deficiency somewhere. You're down there. I'm up here. Yeah. Justify yourself to me. Mm-hmm. But when I say, whoa, whoa, what happened today? I'm asking you to invite me into your day. I'm asking you to invite me into a circumstance to hurt you. Right. That's empathy. That connects with people. And I challenge y'all. Instead of responding to somebody when they're mad at you with, oh, for real? Because you know, keeping it real can go wrong real quick. Mm-hmm. Ask, whoa, 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 whoa. What happened to you today? What happened today? Right. Man, man, my wife backed into the back of the pole and dented up my car, and insurance ain't gonna pay me. <laughs> oh, so it's not even about me using your pencil from your desk. Mm-hmm. I got you, man. I ain't know that happened today. You all right? You just changed the narrative of somebody's situation. Right. And we got some folk that's listening, they're in um, retail, they're in customer service, mm-hmm. they're in the office environment. You think this is helpful?
1: Yeah, because you're going to deal with angry people all the time.
0: <laughs> and especially when you look in the mirror. Yeah. So once again, this is Early Jackson. I'm E3. And this is The Outlier Show, the new podcast from... Filing the Sun
1: Creatives, sharing their perspectives on pop culture topics. No subject is taboo. Peace.